as a result of the resurrection. Now, I want to use this, the story that we all are familiar with in Matthew 28. In Matthew 28, it depicts how... Oh, I just... We had a good time on Friday night. Oh, my goodness. I, I just had to say that. that. You know, that was the... When we look at it for what it is, that was the day that Jesus was hung on the cross. And he died. And we look at the Sabbath, which was yesterday. We look at the fact that he was buried. But how many of you know he got up this morning? If we were looking at it for what it all meant. He got up this morning. Amen. And because he got up this morning, I live. And I live life more abundantly. But in the resurrection or in the time in which we're to understand what God can do, we must all be reminded of why the resurrection is. And what continues to happen, let me just say it, what continues to happen is God has taken us, our lives, and He's creating an opportunity on a daily basis for you and I to be resurrected in our soul. Others need our resurrection. Our daily resurrection. I, I mean, listen, I don't want to take anything away from Jesus, but I don't know what about you, but when God gets me up in the morning, I look at it at a time of, oh my goodness, getting up and being something special. I don't look in the mirror long because... I've seen what I see in the mirror for almost 60 years. When I look in the mirror, I get ready for what God has for me in a day to be a blessing to someone else. And I believe Jesus, he got up on that third day to be a witness, first of all, to the promise. Then he became, oh my goodness, Something special to the disciples and all those that were among them. Because they needed something to hold on to. They needed some hope. Listen to me. Some people in our lives, the only thing they got to hold on to is you and I. Uh, Y'all don't seem excited at all about that. Because some of you are overtaxed because they only look to you. <laughs> But there's something beautiful about being wanted. I don't know about you, when I go away, I'm so glad to get back because I'm not treated the best when I'm gone. But when I come back, I want to come back to a welcome party. I want to come back to somebody that missed me. Listen to me. Jesus left and everybody acted a fool. <laughs> when he came back, they still acted a fool because they didn't know how to treat him. Okay. In other words, when Jesus got up, they didn't know what to expect. Let's read the story. I, I, I tell you what, if I don't start reading, we're going to be here for a while. The Bible says in verse 1 of, of Matthew 28, it said, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, 
For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. And I love this because my mind, I don't know about you, when I read my Bible, my mind just starts to go in places. But I looked at this as something miraculous, but also looked at something of authority. What it says here, that the angel of the Lord was given authority over a stone that divided, or that, that was, oh my goodness, a partition for the grave. In other words, they couldn't see in. So God wants to make sure that we have the ability to see what he's doing. <laughs> are, are y'all with me? And I looked at that and I said, not only did, did, did I mean, because Jesus could have rolled away the stone from the inside himself, but an angel of the Lord came and rolled the stone back and watched it. Didn't he, he, he or she didn't, didn't leave. They just stayed, sat on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Saying that I have authority over this stone. Oh my goodness. I can go a long ways with that. Because some of the things that we're confronting in our life is no more than a stone that has been placed by somebody else. Sometimes people have left us for dead, but they didn't know the power that Jesus Christ left us. My goodness. Listen, but I want you to know that there are things that God wants to do miraculous in our life. And to me, a miracle took place just, oh my goodness, I just read a miracle. Not only did the angel come down from heaven, but roll away the throne, roll away the stone or that partition that was separating the ability for Mary and them to see. Sometimes man wants to prevent, oh my goodness, wants to prevent us from seeing what God can do or what God has done. Are you with me? The scripture says, his face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. This is not Jesus. This is the angel. Amen? The guards shook with fear. And when they saw him, they fell into a deep faint. Now, I don't want to even begin to describe a deep faint. Anybody ever faint before? But this was a deep faint. So it went beyond just a... (laughs) It was a deep faint. In other words, they stayed there for a minute. The scripture saying in verse 5, then the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Amen. He isn't here. He isn't here. He isn't here. You see, sometimes... All we have to look for or look at is what took place before. They knew Jesus died on the cross, was buried. They knew where he was buried. Are you with me? But they didn't get beyond themselves and heard what he said. Now, Jesus said on a numerous occasions what was going to happen. He gave them a promise that I'm going to be given, led into the hands of the enemy, be crucified, and rise on the third day. But a lot of folks didn't believe. So the only, when you don't believe, you always go back to what you can see. 
You always go back to what you can handle. What is tangible. <laughs> we are touchy-feely kind of people. We are emotionally moved. They went back to the tomb. Listen to me. Where he was buried. And thank God they could see. Oh, my goodness. And when we can't see, we get assistance. Say we get assistance. He says, I know you're looking, but he's not here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said he would have. Said it would happen. Come, see where his body is laying. Oh, my goodness. I love that. In other words, he just said, come see an empty tomb. Come see where he lays. Are you all with me? In other words, they got an opportunity for, for their own eyes to see something that was, um, oh, my goodness, was foretold, predicted. Uh, every day I look for God to do something that he said he was going to do in my life on yesterday. And I won't let no devil in hell prevent that from happening. Uh, you see, I'm a, I'm a man under promise. With a perspective that Jesus will make it happen because he said he would. But here the, the angels... Oh, the Lord has performed a mighty act, rolled a stone, and all of a sudden the narrative is, look, I know why you're here, but something miraculous has happened, something that you were foretold, something that you should be familiar with. Now listen, I, I want to interact with you just a little bit, and I want to put some things in perspective because here you kind of know that you are special. And God has done a lot on your behalf. He's done a lot on my behalf. But let me, let me say this. Sometimes I get mad because God doesn't do what I want him to do. Or I want him to do more than what he's already done. You know, we had that song, Count Your Blessings. Name them one by one. Listen, I'm tired of counting blessings. I want, I want to see more. Okay, see y'all. I want to see more. How many want to see more? Okay. Let me help you all. How many like how much money you have in the bank? See, I didn't get no amen. I didn't get no hand clap. You want to see more? Amen? Watch this. God wants you to see more, but sometimes only purpose is going to produce more. Sometimes the reason we don't see more is because we haven't done with little what we should. You see, all of a sudden, God gave the, the angel not only the authority to roll the stone back, but to bring a discussion that speaks volume of change. This was going to change the very nature of man according to the will of God and his purpose. And one of the biggest things I love about God is he runs with obedience. Are you with me? Not that he doesn't run with disobedience, but he has to change how he walks with us when we're in disobedience. Okay. Let me help you out with that. Oh, come on. Clap your hand unto the Lord. I'm good. 
I got a lot of time. I thought I would be, oh, listen, the scripture says, scripture says that he said, come see. And verse 7 says, and now go quickly after you've seen, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Watch this. Remember what I have told you. Now that, that, that says something. <laughs> Amen. Now watch this. He said, what? He said, go tell them that I what? Come on, go tell them that I what? Now, now he said that, but look at what he said before that. He said, come see where they come see where he 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 used to be. Are you with me? In other words, I want you to remember it all because listen to me. Sometimes if you listen, how many men we got in here? How many men raise your hand? Now, those that have raised their hand, how many are detail-oriented? Okay. Oh, my goodness. More hands than I thought. Women get mad at us because we're not detailed. That's why when, 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 as the pastor, when, 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 when a woman goes in and have, have the baby, don't call me. Text me all the information. Because my wife is going to say, how much does the baby weigh? What is this? What is that? What did they say? What? And all I heard was the baby was born. <laughs> That's all you really need to know. Watch this. The way women talk, you're going to get the information again anyway. Okay. Are y'all with me? But watch this. He said, remember what I said. Why would he say that? Listen to me. Some people won't believe unless you have details. Some people won't give credit or credence to something unless you have a lot more information that it happened. Sometimes we need to be convinced of something that we have knowledge of or we knew was going to happen all along. Oh, see, I, <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with the fact that, hey, somebody has said it, but listen to me. The, listen, well, let me say it like this. Sometimes we don't believe the person that is saying it because we don't like them. They lied before. What's preventing them from lying again? What will prevent them from lying again is what's in your spirit when you hear it. You see, sometimes it's already embedded in your spirit. You just have to have to hear the verification. You don't have to hear somebody verify. But let me tell you this. God wants us to, to remember it because let me tell you something. Sometimes the remembrance is all we have in the area of hope. Or somebody will rob you of something God has said. I don't like people finishing my sentences. They might not give me the right details. Okay. Watch this. And especially if it's something as big as a resurrection. 
I, can you see uh, Merritt the, and Magdalene? Uh, you can, can you see them going to give the information and they get interrupted and begin to be told what they... <laughs> that happens all the time. Watch this. If you, don't, if you don't establish and determine who you are, somebody will help you in that area. But the help will be according to what they want to see you as or, or what they want to benefit from you as. Okay. Are you with me? Say resurrection. Oh, come on. Say resurrection. I'm almost done. Amen. Go quickly. But remember what I've told you. The woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very fright, but also filled with great joy. How can you be scared and excited at the same time? Unless you're seeing something phenomenal. Unless you've seen something really good. Anybody ever been scared and excited at the same time? I don't know about you. <laughs> it's happened more than once with me. Especially when I have to tell somebody something that they're not going to believe. Are you with me? Because you really don't know how they're going to respond. Are you with me? And the Bible says, and I highlighted this in my Bible. It says, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message, not just a message, but the angel's message. So watch this. In every message, there's a word. I said in every message, there's a word. Watch this. Sometimes the word is more important than the message. So sometimes you have to put emphasis on the word because, watch this, the message has a tendency to lose the word. Oh, come on. How many of you ever been in a conversation and they give you this long dissertation and the word is at the end? We say the bottom line up front. Or we say the punchline is this. Watch this. You're so frustrated because they're giving you all these ad-libs and, and bunny trails and bunny hops and all this other stuff, and you're trying to figure out, what are they saying? Some of y'all are probably saying, what is the pastor saying? But listen. <laughs> Amen. Watch this. Sometimes you get the word, get lost in the message. And here you are, I mean, you, you, listen, I love it when people say, Pastor, and they, we, go for, 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 we go for an hour, and then they say, but I just wanted to talk about this. Amen? Okay. <laughs> are you with me? Or about midway between it? I said, well, we're here. <laughs> are you all with me? In other words, the Bible speaks volume of how we should understand the promises of God. But here she's putting things into perspective according to what the angel spoke. The message she was carrying was from the angel. The message had a word in it. He is risen. That's the most powerful aspect of the message. But there was a lot of things that transpired between the angels and them. Oh, okay. Are y'all with me so far? Listen, one of the biggest things that you and I encounter on a daily basis 
is how much do you believe Jesus have done for you or what he has become for you? In these days and age, you better know who he is and what he's done. Because sometimes that's all you have to hold on to. Listen, I don't know about you, but I know he's risen. But that was just the beginning. Because the beginning has an end. And my Bible tells me the end of the matter is greater than the beginning. And the message that she had, she rushed to tell. And she was frightened and excited at the same time. And the scripture says in verse 9, and they went. Say that, and they went. Come on, say it like a minute. Because I'm almost, this, this, this part I'm going to be done with. The scripture says, and they, come on, say it. Come on, one at a time. Now watch this. The scripture says that they went, comma, Jesus met them and what? Now, the angels told them to go. And out of obedience, they went. But through their obedience, Jesus showed up. Are you with me? Are you with me? In another incident in the Bible, Jesus sent the disciples across the lake. When they went, Jesus came. Amen? You remember the storm? Now, I want to show you something real quick. Every time you get a word, the word should formulate a plan for you to go. Are you with me? Listen to me. But never feel alone when you go because obedience has brought Jesus. Jesus went to the cross. And one of the words that always sticks out to me when he went to the cross, the scripture says, he said, Lord, Lord, why have thou forsaken me? How many remember that? If you was at church on, on Wednesday night, on Friday night, you'd have heard that. But think about this. Because of his obedience, God was with him, even in his turmoil. Because God was with him, the scripture says he was buried. But the angel of the Lord came and rolled a stone away. And because of his obedience, God showed up. And when God showed up, God brought him to the place where he promised or the place of resurrection. And through that resurrection, you and I now have the power not only to just go, but to have Christ on board to make a difference in who and what we go to. Are you with me? The scripture says, Jesus. Jesus greeted them, and they ran, I mean, and they ran to him, grasping his feet, and worshiped him. Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Listen to me. I don't know about you, but the thing that I love about God 
more than anything in my life is he has honored my obedience with his presence. Jesus has, has risen from the dead. Watch this. Because he has risen from the dead, you and I only not only have hope, but we have something that follows us, that is with us. That's a part of what we're doing. And listen to me. As long as obedience is on board, you are, oh my goodness. Now, we all know this. Jesus has risen. But how many of you know we have the tendency to take him and put him in a box? Now, the disciples, I won't go any further than this. The disciples, not all of them believed, but they were there. They watched him perform miracles. They watched him do things that helped others. But let me say this. For what he has done for you, it's now time for you to do for someone else. Are you with me? I know God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. But what am I able? What am I willing to do now? I have the resurrection power at my disposal. I know how to obey the word. And according to what I just read, obedience brings increase but it also brings the presence of God. Jesus came along with them. Think about this. If they wouldn't have left a tomb, I wonder where would, where would Jesus be? He had a plan. And all we need to do is follow the plan through the obedience of the Word of God. And all of a sudden, the Word became law in their lives. You to bow your head just for a second. Come on, just, 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 just work with me for a second. The resurrection power of Jesus has been for long before we were born, and it'll be long after we're gone. But what you do with it now makes all the difference in what God can do in your life. The resurrection power represents salvation or the ability to give your life to Him. My Bible said if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Some of you here, you may never have never given your life to Christ or you're here and you you're no longer serving God for whatever reason but you want to rededicate your life to Christ this day you want to be him again to be a difference you want to obey the word you want to give your life to Christ if that's you I want you to raise your hand right where you're at all heads bowed eyes closed I see your hand anyone else 
Come on. Listen to me. There's things that God wants to do in your life. Don't prevent it. Move the partition. Let the angel of the Lord come and roll away the stone. And what was dead now become alive and can be seen. Is there anyone else? Come. Maybe you're here and you know that God is able. But you're saying, listen, I'm not ready. Listen, I wasn't ready. But there's things that God wants to do as a result of what you are ready to do. If you're willing to say yes. Is there anyone else? one that raised a hand and those that will support them. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I acknowledge my sins. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. I believe your son Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, come on, clap your hands up to the Lord.